0: My name is Tom Fenning and I'm Peter Scarrett and this is the Reading Together podcast from Beckles Baptist Church. In this podcast we are seeking to encourage us as a church family as we read Tim Chester's book Enjoying God and as we read it together that we might be prompted to further thinking and further discussion of what we have read. Last week in our two podcasts we looked at the two chapters that really serve as a two-part introduction to the book. And today we are getting into the meat of the book in considering how it is that we relate to God as Trinity. And God the Father is the person of the Trinity in Gaze in chapters 3, 4 and 5. So that's this podcast and the next two podcasts. And in this podcast, we're seeing how it is that we can know and relate to our Father in every pleasure so that we can know the Father's generosity. Now, Pete, um, this chapter stands, I suppose, in a bit of a contrast to the next one, which is going to talk about our hardships Mm. and how God uses our hardships to form us more like the Lord Jesus. Um, What's the kind of key principle behind this chapter about God's goodness and our pleasures Mm. that helps us grasp how God relates to us?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, as I saw it, he kind of, I think he tees up the problem that we all struggle with and then seeks to, uh, to help us through that. But I think the problem being set up simply that we believe that God has forgiven us and redeemed us and justified us, uh, but does he love us? Uh, you're not so sure. Uh, and he says that, that, that has an impact on how we respond to him. So if we're not sure he loves us, we're never fully going to let ourselves possibly love him. And he, he sets out the problems. Um, John Owen, uh, who... Uh, wrote the book, this book really is based on, just as some believers are afraid to have good thoughts of God, that he might mm. possibly like me. Um, and so then I think he, he sets about showing how we can actually genuinely believe God does love us. Um, he, I think the first thing he, he singles is actually, you, you can believe that God loves us because he loves his son. And if we're sons, then he loves us like that. Mm. And before then moving us to consider not just his relationship to the son, but his relationship to the, to the world more broadly, which is what I think we're going to spend a bit more time thinking right. about. Yeah. This fathered world is what he talks about. Mm. Um, you were saying just before we started um, that we are often running on a kind of misconception about how the world actually runs, mm. uh, as if there is, um, life just kind of continues like clockwork. And then occasionally God kind of steps in and, and gives us good things or mm. hard things. Um, but by and large, things just happen and occasionally God says hello. Uh, do you want to help us through what, he, what Tim Chester says about that? Yeah, so
0: this is a. Re- if we're going to grasp what Tim Chester's talking about, and how we relate to God as Father and all the good things that he gives us, we need to abandon any sense of the notion that our world is run on natural causes. It is not like a clock that God has wound up and just left alone. Instead, God is intimately involved in every single aspect. So... Not a single sparrow falls off a branch in the furthest-flung corner of the Amazon, but for God's willing. And actually, God is overseeing and involved in every aspect of our world. And if we're going to enjoy all the pleasures that he gives us, we must see the world like Jesus sees it. Mm. Actually, all the things that happen in our world happen at God's instruction and under God's sovereign hand. Mm. It's not that God just steps in with the emergencies Everything that happens, happens as God sovereignly ordains it. And that's key for us to see how the world functions. Um, Tim Chester uses this illustration of kind of life inside and outside of the frame. I don't know that I found that analogy particularly helpful, but really what he's saying is everything that happens in the world happens under God's fatherly care and only as he enables and allows it to happen.
1: On and, and page 42, he, he kind of sums it up, I think, more neatly. He says, Every, yeah, er, everything is an act of God. Sometimes he acts directly, what we call miracles. Sometimes he acts indirectly, yeah, what we call natural causes. But clearly, everything comes from our Father. And I, I just like the way he says, therefore, the postman um, or the farmer, the miller, the baker, they are agents of God's kindness. Yeah, they give you the kind letter or the, the food from the shop is really just a gift from God. And they're just the intermediary bringing it to us. Um, So you can therefore interpret every good thing is is coming from his hands. And I think, actually, I just found Jesus' words in Luke 12 just really Mm. challenging in that sense to be... He says, consider the ravens. Consider how the wildflowers grow. And the fact that we just don't consider, Mm. that we don't take time to think and ponder and reflect on the world... Everywhere is, is evidence that everything comes from your father. You're just not considering it. You're not mm. thinking about it.
0: And, the, and the th- I think one of the really helpful things that this chapter did was it just gave us time to consider these things. So it slowed mm. us down to help us delight in the intricacies of the design of every leaf being different. And all of this extravagant design, God could have made every leaf the same, but he decided not only on a in from one species of tree to the next but actually within a species of tree every leaf is unique and different Mm. and just actually in a reading the chapter helps you pause and go man our world is so rich and varied and as he says on page 46 the vast majority of this beauty goes unnoticed unremarked and unappreciated except by God he's doing it for his own pleasure and his glory God is having a ball, and just that thought that our world is a world of great variety and blessing, mm. our challenge is to step out of the hurried nature of our worlds and to enjoy the goodness of our gods. Mm. Um, but he then Tim Chester then talks about that that needs to then work out in expression, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah that's right um, so basically on page 47 having Kind of spelt out all of these amazing things like the words aren't just functional, they're fun and all the things that children don't take at all for granted, but we do. Um, he says, well, actually this this gratitude and the expression of this is part of how we begin to enjoy God, mm-hmm. not just by identifying things that are good, but then by thanking him. So he gives an illustration doesn't he, of, of a, an army officer um, who is away all the time, so he sends his wife some flowers and it would be odd for the um, the wife to thank the florist, um, obviously thanks the one who sent the flowers through the florist, her husband, and much the same with God. Uh, these things are that we enjoy, they're great, um, but they ought to bring us back to the one who gave them. Mm. And I think, again, in that sense, he says it's a powerful act, giving thanks. It's not just a, a command or a burden, but it, it really is good for us. It mm. has something instinctive about, about it that draws us back to God. Great. That discipline and he talks about the story of the ten lepers. Greatly summarised gratitude leads back to God. Great. And I thought that's just really that's what we want from the rest of the chapter. Um, if that is an outcome, that would be a great outcome.
0: And C.S. Lewis has this great illustration or this great description, is not he, of yes. actually the expressing our thanks, being grateful for something actually is the consummation of something being enjoyed.
1: Mm. If you never give thanks, you don't enjoy something to its fullest degree. He said, like, how, how frustrating is it to be driving somewhere, see amazing sunset that have no one to tell about? That's the idea. We enjoy telling mm. things and giving thanks for things.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we can just experience, as the chapter heading says, we can, in every pleasure, we can enjoy the Father's generosity.
1: Mm. And in fact, I mean, one pastor in Worcester um, just reminded me a long time ago uh, that at the end of every day, if you were to give thanks for, a few, like, five things, and in fact, it's <laughs> exactly what Tim Chester said here, uh, you would find yourself more joyful. Mm. And that's just, that's just a real practical takeaway action. He says, uh, each week, each day this week, pick something to say thank you for. Good. And as a, as a discipline, it doesn't just come naturally. No, indeed. Yeah, um, hard work needed. But in doing that discipline, it drives you back to God in mm. thanks.
0: Good. Um, one question to zero in on for the last minute or so What difference does seeing the world as a fathered world make
1: to our worries and to our pleasures? Um, I mean, to, to our worries in that sense that you just you sit a bit more loosely to your own concerns and trust that even the smallest thing will have come from your father's hand mm. if the birds aren't worried it gives an illustration doesn't it even, I think it's in this book um, even the birds are looked after better by God than by their human owners and, mm. and actually if we just realise that everything comes from God why would we doubt that he'll continue to mm. look after us yeah we, it's just opening our eyes to his past provision. Yep.
0: yep. and that will then,
1: as we face things that make us
0: worry, will just make us instinctively want to pray about them yep. because we see that God cares for us. Yep. And then I suppose what difference does a father, uh, seeing the world as a fathered world make to our pleasures? Well, we've already touched on that, doesn't it? We, mm-hmm. If we see our world as a fathered world, we see that our pleasures are gifts from our Father. Yep. For which we want to give thanks
1: mm. and give Him praise, and not that we just should give thanks, but we'll find ourselves increasingly wanting to and yeah. drawn to.
0: And the more the more you give thanks, the more you want to. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. As you feed that habit, mm. um, you grow in that capacity too. Mm. Okay, that's the end of our um, chapter this week. Looking at the th- uh, sorry of our podcast, looking at the third chapter of enjoying God, and we'll be back next time, moving on to chapter four we <laughs>